our lives will serve the Lord everlasting. Our house will serve the Lord, that's why the pot is casting. Working these digital grounds like farmers. Looking in the light, Ephesians 6 with the body armor. Mindset against the devil. Luke 9 carrying the cross with every struggle. Footsteps in Jesus, footprints is where we stand. Firm foundation is where we walk, not sinking sand. We stand up for his spirit in these times. When he speaks a word, giving sight to the blind. Like fishing lines, our cares we cast. This is the Living in the Light podcast. One more time. Like fishing lines, our cares we cast. This is the Living in the Light podcast. Yeah, Living in the Light podcast. Yeah. Welcome to the Living in the Light podcast, a podcast show that is dedicated to teaching you basic Bible principles to live everyday life through everyday situations. I'm your host, David Akins, and I want to thank you for tuning in, and I'm looking forward to breaking bread with you as we go into our message. Have a blessed day. We all have situations in our lives, and imagine being asked something that you don't have the ability to do. Imagine doing something that you've never had the ability to do, but yet you're given the opportunity to do. As we look at the book of Judges, chapter 13, out of the Holcomb Christian Standard Bible, we read at verse 1. Israel did what was evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Israelites 40 years. There was a certain man from Zoah, from the family of Dan, whose name was Manoah. His wife was unable to conceive and had no children. The angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, It is true you are unable to conceive and have no children, but you will conceive and give birth to a son. Please be careful not to drink wine or beer or eat anything unclean, for indeed you will conceive and give birth to a son. You must never cut his hair because the boy is a Nazarite to God from birth, and he will begin to save Israel from the power of the Philistines. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for allowing me, Lord, to be able to open up your word, Lord. I ask, Lord, that as those hear this word, Lord, that is coming, that you would be able to be in their house, God. I ask that you would permeate their minds, Lord, and fill them, Lord, with your spirit. Let your word talk and let your people be able to understand what you are expressing at this very moment. Father, thank you, Lord, that those that are hearing are going to be blessed in this time and in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. As we look at a question that we all have to ask ourselves, God comes and asks us to do something that at one point we had no ability to do. And then to do it, he gives us conditions in order to reproduce what he has asked us to do. Because he would go to a woman who was unable to conceive and tell her that you're going to have a child. Yet she was barren and unable to conceive. He says, even though you're not able to, you will. Because it is the word that God gives us that allows us to do what we do. He said, for my very namesake, I don't destroy you. It is something about hearing the word 
that allows us to move forward in life. The enemy may put you in a situation where you're not able to do what you can do. But yet all you need is a word what God says to bring forth what you need done. We would find that the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, it is true that you are unable to conceive and have no children, but you will conceive and give birth to a son. See, we don't understand that the word of God speaks over our situation. We stay placed in place, in place, in place. We go back from back, from back, from back to back, but we never stand forth in God's word and, and advance. We'll take a place backwards. We'll take another place back. We'll take another place back. We'll stand behind the scenes. We'll stand behind here. But when we take God at his word, what things that he says, we'll start to do. And sometimes we'll start to do what he says, but we won't meet the full condition of what God says. Because we find out here, in order for all this to happen, what the angel did, he says, is, and please, we, we go back and we start to look at the verse again as we go down a little further. He said, you conceive a son. He's never cut his hair. He's a Nazarite unto God. And he will begin to save Israel from the power of the Philistines. As we go over to verse 6, we find that the woman went and told her husband, a man of God came to me. He looked like the awe-inspiring angel of God. I didn't ask him where he came from, and he didn't tell me his name. He said to me, you will conceive and give birth to a son. Therefore, do not drink wine or beer and do not eat anything unclean because the boy will be a Nazarite to God from birth until the day of his death. See, God gives us stipulations with things. He's called you to do something, and in the process of doing something, he says, stop feeding yourself the unclean thing and expect for things to grow. See, I have a garden, and as long as I let the weeds come in, they choke out the life of the regular plants. They take the ability for the other plants to grow because they overshadow. See, there are things in our lives that are overshadowing things, and we need to get rid of them. See, the the... As long as we keep certain things in our lives, we have never moved forward. The thing that we want God wants to reproduce and grow in our lives, there are conditions that have to be met. And we sometimes don't meet the conditions because we're still holding on to the things that we used to have. Relationships from like 10 years ago, you're still contacting them and talking to them, talking about, I want a future relationship with this person. But how can you have a person in the future if you're still dealing with the person from the past? See, because God says, don't eat the unclean. Stop drinking those things that are, that are harmful to the body. So what he says is no more drinking and no more taking and eating in things. We drink deadly things into our lives every day. We watch shows that we shouldn't be watching. We watch TV shows. We get in conversations that we shouldn't be. And we expect God to reproduce something out of us that has never been done before. But yet we still keep dealing with the things from our past and not dealing with the things in our present with the word of God instead of dealing with the past with the way we used to in our flesh. We deal with it in our and dealing with it in the spirit instead of dealing with it. The way we're supposed to see, we deal with things in the spirit before we deal with them in the flesh. And what the enemy does is he wants you to deal with it in the flesh, even though it's a spirit thing. So, in other words, what God was bringing forth, there was conditions. He said, "You can't be eating this because it's going to be wholly dedicated unto the Lord. So, whatever God has for you is wholly dedicated unto Him. Your gift, your talent, whatever it may be. Maybe you talk a lot, and God wants you to do things to speak to people." That's the gift he gave you. So he wants you to be, stop taking in the unclean things. You know, we go out, we, we want to hang out with friends. We want to laugh and joke. 
But there comes a time where that laughing and joking about certain things we can't do anymore. Respectability. As long as we eat the things that feed our bad habits, we can't be wholly dedicated unto God. Because it won't be clean, it'll be unclean. So we have to face that. The things that we do, we can't let them be the same anymore. We can't walk in the same steps that we used to walk anymore. We can't do the unclean things anymore because we are new creatures. So whatever God has planned for you, you can't walk the way you used to walk with it anymore. You want that future that you want to have. God's saying, let go of some things. He's saying, you can't do that anymore. You, you can't drink with the fellas anymore. You can't hang out with the girls anymore. You've you got to step into a new place. Because in order to have something, you have to be willing to give up something. Because whatever God asks you for, he's going to give you back more. That thing where he says, you've been wanting a new car. Maybe you wanted something different. He says, let go of some of them bad habits that you got that's wasting your money so you can save the habit. You're probably not even broke, but the problem is you just got bad habits. You're spending and, and using your money. So because of those bad habits, you broke. So as we step into this season, look at where you're at. We're in a holiday season and we've been through a pandemic all year long. And each and every day we have to trust God. We got people running around with conspiracy theories. We have people making up stuff as they go along. Nobody trusts the government. Nobody trusts this. And we're afraid of everything. But throughout it all, where do you really trust? Because God has probably called you to do something in a time where it doesn't make sense to do. It would be like he's giving you something to do and, and you're like, I don't have the resources for it. He wouldn't tell you to do it. If he wasn't, if he already hadn't spoken into a vision. We find that whatever God's going to do in your life, he already speaks it out. You're not be, you may not be able to do it at the moment, but he brings it forth for you, allows you to do it. Maybe you're you're looking at, I, I want to get this promotion, but I, I really don't see myself getting it because I don't have the experience. Or maybe I have the degree, but I don't have the experience. Or maybe I, I don't have the degree, but I have the experience. And I don't know if I should put in for it, but God will tell you to do it anyway. Because he works not in your standard, but in his. His word doesn't come back void. Yours does. And mine. But his doesn't. We find that. When he spoke his word was to a woman who couldn't have children. She was already beat down by society that was already around her, oppressed her, had a living in such a, such a way of, a, of, of systematic oppression that they lived, that if this group said something, they were willing to kill whatever it is that they said to get rid of them out of our lives for that moment. Imagine having an affliction or some type of oppression that was going on in your life and then the dreams that you will want, you can't have. You had a woman who couldn't have any children. And then have the man of God come to her, the angel of the Lord come to her and say, hey, you're going to give birth to a child. Matter of fact, I know your condition, but I'm telling you what your condition is, but I'm telling you, you're getting ready to break that condition. See, because the word of God is a breaking post. It's like something that you could never get past, but with the word of God, it becomes a new standard. See, for a long time, I used to sit and say, what do you mean with this? He says, because whatever you couldn't break, but because the word of God is in your life, you start breaking it. The woman was dealing with the place that she couldn't reproduce children. She couldn't reproduce 
and give birth to children. Her body just wasn't doing it. Whatever the reason is, it doesn't say, but she wasn't able. But yet, and one word from God changed the whole situation. We live in a time that all we need is a word. And we need to hear his word. We need to stop hearing the words of others and start hearing the word of God about our lives. God came to her and said, you can't do this, but you are getting ready to do it. See, you had a dream about doing something. You're like, Lord, I want to do this right here, but I, I, I don't. I don't. And God's saying, you do. Do it. You don't see the resources, but he already provided it. You had a woman who was barren, womb was barren, but yet she's giving birth to a child. Sometimes when God steps into our lives, he steps in in the impossible areas to show that he is God. He'll get you to do something that you know that you don't have the ability in yourself to do, but it comes out through him. It is something when the spirit of God breaks a stronghold in your life that makes the impossible possible and makes his name glorious. That's something that we all forget. Is that when we look at it, there's situations that happen. That makes God's name glorious. I don't know. You're faced with something. God's asked you to do something. You're looking at your resources. It just don't work. It just don't match up. But it does. He wouldn't call you to do something without that resource. Whatever he called you to do, you can do it. We think that I have to have all those things in point. All I need is his word to move forward to the things that I need. Because whatever God has called you to do, he'll also provide the provision, no matter what the situation may be. Because if you looked at it, Manoah and his wife, she was barren. They were in an oppressive situation. They were handed over to the enemy who ruled over them for 40 years, oppressed them in such a ways that they became so used that that the oppression would automatically mean, what is it that we need to get rid of to do? Imagine being oppressed, barren, because you know, you're like, oh, I want to have children, something that she may have wanted for years. And now all of a sudden, in one word, God says something to her, changes her whole life. Same thing God wants to do to you. You had a dream. He told you to do something and you were like, ah, I don't have the resources. I don't have this. You don't have to have all the resources. All you need is to do what he told you to do. If he told you to go paint the steps, go paint them. I didn't have to paint. Go paint them. Get the stuff, get ready to start doing it. Whatever it is that he's giving you, get yourself together to do it. I used to think that I had to have everything in order to do something. But I later found out that I didn't. All I needed was to be able to do what God wanted me to do. The love of Christ goes beyond what we ever can imagine. God's word, when it speaks power, it starts reproducing. 
the thing that I started learning over my period of life is that whatever the Father speaks, the Word forms it, and the Holy Ghost gives it life. You never know. Because the enemy loves to stop us in our tracks with what we don't have to get from point A to point B. God will give you the resources. They may seem small, but they'll get you from point A to point B. Trust in his word. Trust what he says about you. I know it seems tough. Just trust what God says about you. Don't pass on it. Do what he told you to do. I know you, you may not seem like it's you tried it before it failed. Do it. If he told you to do it, do it. And if you did it and it failed, go back to him asking for instructions how to do it. And sometimes things fail in our lives in order to, to get our attention. Because if he called you to do something and we failed at it, then maybe there's things that we need to find out. Lord, what is it that I need to do to make this successful, to grow it? And maybe he may tell you that you have too many distractions, so you're not able to put too much energy in it. In my own life, for me, the struggle that I had was I was always distracted by things. I figured, okay, I got this far. Maybe I need to bring some people in, or maybe I want a relationship. And maybe in the point of your life, you don't need a relationship. Maybe you want to get married and God's saying you don't need to be married right now. What you need is to develop a relationship with the Lord and do what he needs you to do so that you're stable enough to do it, whatever comes into your life. See, if you're growing something and you need to develop, there are certain things out of your life you can't be distracted by. If a boxer goes into the ring, he tells you, hey, don't be intimate with a person before. Don't be intimate with your partner, with your wife, or your your wife, or your husband, because you're going off and to do this, that's gonna it's gonna require a lot of energy for you to fight this fight. Because God knows things will come along and steal your energy. And some of the things that you want in your life right now, you can't have it because at this point in your life, you don't have the ability to balance it out. That's why your relationships don't work. Some things God has cut out your life and you want in so bad, but you're willing to take shortcuts to get it. And God says no. See. These are the things that we have to learn to cut out. We have to learn to sit back and say, why am I in these relationships that don't seem to work? Because maybe I don't need to be in a relationship right now. Maybe whatever he's called me to do, I can't afford to be in a relationship at this time because I'm not able to sustain both. Because what I need, the energy to start something, you can't have certain. Some things you're not able to share at this moment. Maybe you're starting out in ministry. Maybe God has started you out with a small business and you can't be, you're not able to, like, I want to be in a relationship because you're not able to give that time. Because you're in a relation, because you need those that time and that resources for what God has called you for. So some of the things that you want, he's pulled you out of and won't allow you to go into because it's going to interfere to where you want to go. And sometimes we have to let go of things in order to have something. Manoah's wife was given something to do. He said, you can't have any fruit of the vine, which meant you can't even have grape juice. You know, you'd be like, grape juice? I drink grape juice, but to give up certain desires that she may have wanted to have, she couldn't do, and no longer eat the unclean things anymore. He was saying, get rid of the sin out your life. And then stop taking in the things that, you know, they, they, they seem great, but stop. I want them unclean. I don't want none of the great, the, the, none of the beer and the wine in his system. 
I don't want you tainted with it because I don't want him tainted with it. See, because what God's saying, he says, you, you let go of that stuff because whatever you take in, the people behind you take in. So don't, don't let your pleasure be the thing to stop you from going where you need to go. We have to get rid of the sin in our lives, those things that we know and willingly do, those breaking patterns in our lives. Maybe that bad relationship that we keep going in and out of, but we want it. Just let it go. Maybe you think that your resources is enough. You look at it and say, well, God, you called me to do this, but all I got is $110. And what you called me to do, I need over $1,000 worth of equipment, and I need to be able to place the point A to point B. God will provide what you need. He's just looking for you to be obedient behind it. He would tell a woman to change, the, to stop doing a lot of things in her life in order so that this blessing can come through and be pure and wholly dedicated into it. And right now in your life, God is getting things out of your life so that you could be dedicated to him. Allow him to be able to do so because he loves you more than what you think. And he loves you more than you can even imagine. He's even driven off people that you've won in your life and he won't even let them in because he knows that they would destroy your life. He's taking you out of relationships that seem to be so cool and so good, but they weren't for you because where you're going, they can't go at this moment. They need your friendship, not your relationship. They need a relationship with Jesus more than they need a relationship with you. You want maybe this to be your girlfriend, or maybe that be your boyfriend, or this one be your husband to be your wife. But God's saying, I, I didn't want you in this relationship. I'm telling you, you shouldn't be in it, but we don't listen all the time. But today, let's make a difference. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to come before your people today. I thank you, Lord, for those, Lord, that are listening. I thank you, Lord, that they're hearing your word and they're hearing you, not me, but you. I thank you, Lord, for your precious Holy Spirit that has been keeping us alive, Lord, because we all mess up, Lord, and we do some dumb things, but yet, Lord, your Holy Spirit has been keeping us. You have been keeping us alive, Lord. Just as you've done for Manoah's life, Lord, let us be able to remove the sin of our lives so that we can be wholly dedicated and the things that you bring out of us can be wholly dedicated unto you, Lord. Lord, renew the songs in our lives. Lord, let us not die by the wayside and let the enemy steal our joy and our, our peace and the songs from out of our mouths with the misery that we face. Lord, even though we're going through a pandemic, Lord, I ask that you would just be with us, Lord, through it all. Through it all. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your loving kindness. And thank you for your truth, Lord. Thank you for being with us, Lord, even though we don't deserve it. Thank you for your namesake, Lord. Thank you for covering us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're just there, God. And I pray, Lord, for each and every person that's listening, Lord, that if they don't know you, Lord, that they would come to know you. I pray, Lord, that those that are hearing this, those that have listened, Lord, that they're able to take this and be able to look at this word and, and reapply it to their lives, Lord. I ask, Lord, that you would burn this word into their mind, into their hearts, Lord, and let them be able to share it with their children and with their family members, Lord, and let your word never cease in their minds and in their hearts. Father, I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're listening to the podcast and you don't know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, pray this prayer with me. Father, I sinned and I, and I messed up. I don't know where to begin at. But I'm asking that you remember me as who I am. You said in your word that you called me. 
and I don't know who you are, but you know who I am. Please share yourself with me. Cleanse me and make me whole. In Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer with me, you're a new believer in Christ. And share it with somebody. If you just prayed it, and if you're just getting out your car and you're in your car and you prayed it, wherever it hasn't be, let somebody know. I belong to Jesus Christ. Just let them know. Brag about who you belong to. It changes things. And once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being there. And remember, God loves you and he's with you no matter what you face. Smile, keep your head up, keep going. He loves us. He loves you. Even if you feel like at your loneliest, he called you by your name. When you were at your weakest, who called you? He did. He was so much in love with you, he called you by your name. When everyone else was calling you out a name that didn't match you, was degrading, he called you by your name. He wooed you. He chased away all the bad things from you just so he could get your attention. When people came in your life and were abusing you, he loved on you. Take the opportunity and maximize it. Love on Jesus. Let him allow, allow God to love on you. Have a blessed day.